Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, this week I'm not doing my traditional like quote goal and gratitude because I have a guest and my mom is actually joining me on the podcast again. She, I don't know if you were on it, was it in like March or was it like yes. December? We were in Albuquerque. Yeah, I know. I know it was when we were in Albuquerque. I just don't remember if it was like when we were there in like early January or if it was when we were there in April. I think it was when we were there in April. But we would we would have probably talked about this pandemic, don't you think? If it would didn't have been we in April? Did we? No, because I'm I about think to go we see when just, it was. No, because I'm. It's funny just because like this year's just felt so weird. It is. You so can't. it's like I can't distinguish pre-COVID and post-COVID <laughs> anymore because it's like there the line is so blurry. I guess between the two. Right. It was on. April 6th. So it was COVID. Oh, it was April. Wow. So that was kind of at the point where no one really wanted to talk about it because it just sucked. So well, we, we probably and, didn't and talk about it that so much. there was so much more unknown. We, yes. We didn't yes. think that it was going to be this long. Oh, yeah. No, we were like, <laughs> oh, we're just on our third week. Like, it's right. okay. No. We were still kind of enjoying the time <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. We were like, wow, so great to be with family and just stay inside and, like, not have to worry about, like, doing other things and pleasing other people. But, right. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, she's joining us again, and if you want to, if you're like a new listener and you just want to hear more about her and um, just learn about her, I guess, I did more of like an interview style episode with her back in April, so you can go find that where we just kind of like answered y'all's questions that you wanted to know about her and our relationship, things like that, and today um, I just wanted to bring her back on, but we're just going to be kind of talking, this isn't going to be like my sole holiday tradition episode because I know you guys love my holiday related episodes when I just talk about like the things I like to do to get in the spirit and that kind of thing I'll definitely do them for Christmas soon but we are going to talk about like some of our holiday traditions um just growing up a few childhood stories I think um just some light-hearted stuff like that and then answer a few other questions that you all um wanted to know and I had you guys ask in the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group so definitely um, go join that so that you can participate in asking questions and everything and um, follow Gen Z Girl Podcast on Instagram. But yeah, welcome, mom. So glad you're back I'm, on I'm here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> she doesn't, um, she didn't listen to the last one we did together because she doesn't like her voice. So um, <laughs> y'all need to tell her that she she's fine because I don't like my voice either. But, you know, we just, we do it anyways. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the first thing I think we're going to talk about is just like, um, our holiday traditions like growing up um just from like my childhood I feel like a lot of them I remember a lot of them but I feel like a lot of them almost like I have to resurface the memory by you like talking about them and I'm like oh yeah I remember doing that right because it's like the traditions you start you know when you're little of course you know you grow up kids grow out of them Mm -hmm. you know and you don't always want to do the same thing I guess the one that has been constant, um, the one that we can say we still do today is holiday baking. Yeah. You know, we've, you know, we always did the um, sugar cookie, um, like with cookie cutters and Mm -hmm. frosting and all that. We've always done that. We've always bought those little slice and bake cookies for every holiday. Yeah. But, um, and then, you know, we all each picked some kind of baking um, dessert that we wanted to do, and we would and then make, we would make that them. together. Yes, yeah. and that's then, definitely the um, one that's constant. So that one, yeah, that one has stuck. But like when y'all were little, 
Um, well, we always went, um, we always, um, you know, we would get hot chocolate, listen to Christmas music, and y'all loved, like, going through neighborhoods and looking at the Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Of course, that got old because you weren't as mesmerized with it <laughs> the older you got. So I did it kinda... a few times in high school, like, with friends. It kind of, like, it was more of, like, middle school. I'd say we were kind of, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like middle school, y'all lights. were pretty much done with that one. You didn't want to go. <laughs> I th- I, actually, I remember because we were living in Panama City and, um, it was when we were living on Merritt Brown Road, and you know, I was like begging y'all to go, and then I was like, "Well, I'm not going to keep begging them because if they don't want to go, then they're not going to have fun." Oh, that's sad. I know. <laughs> I wish well, I done it, it was very heartbreaking to me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, and then we've we always made an ornament, you know, yeah. and a lot of times the ornament I would make with you all. I would make with my kids at school too. Yes. So, and I remember we made, I remember making them in class. That was like the best times in elementary school. Oh, yeah. It's like those weeks before Christmas when like everything like slows down. You like make ornaments um, to bring home to, or you like make presents. And you right. go to those little, um, what were they called? Like, like you went to like Santa. Shops, yes. Santa and it was shops. like the most overpriced <laughs> like little trinkets that you, like our parents did not like. Y'all did not need those things or care about them. We were spending your money and to buy yeah, them. Yeah, but it's so much fun to see kids pick it out. And it I is, because it's sweet. It a, I can see it. You know, we don't really do that at school very much. I mean, we, we've we done it probably, wow, in the past 10 years I've been teaching. You know, like we used to do it all the time. Like in the 20 years, we've done it a lot. But then that's kind of gone away, too. You know, that schools, well, our school doesn't really have it anymore. And it's funny because, like, I kind of related to that. There's, like, so many memes I've seen lately that, like, talk about how, like, the Scholastic Book Fair is, like, the first time we experienced, like, understanding differences in, like, wealth. Because, like, you'd, like, see your friend buying, like, all the coolest little toys, like, at the checkout, and you're just like, oh, I only have $15. Like, yeah. I can only get one buck. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Same thing but... with those Santa's workshops, because, you know, you'd have to figure out, what can I buy for, like, my brother, my mom, and my dad with, you know, a $10 bill. And right. Just figuring that out. Right. Um, yeah. Those, but it's, it was always fun, though, to make an ornament. Um, we always made, I don't, I'm sure you remember, it, they, it has the little iron, um, stand and it has the little dessert plates and the mugs that hang on it Mm -hmm. that we get out every Christmas we always had hot chocolate and our little desserts on that those little plates yeah and then we always eat on the Christmas china that I have so that's 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 one that still goes yeah as well and also you know Christmas Eve service um we've always done that and then um the of course the operation shoebox you know, oh, where yeah. we get the kids. And what I always like to do with y'all um, is we would um, kind of buy for a kid that was your age. So you got to help pick things out, you know. Yeah, it's like course, a, I remember doing that like a lot. Right. And then I would always put a picture in the two shoe boxes that we would do of you all. Yeah. Because I always thought that kid would want to, you know, see who. might want to see who, you know. Um, sent them that stuff yeah. and then we did the angel trees too yeah and I love y'all that's... were always a part of of buying for them I you know we wanted to make sure that you and that's like one that understood that and you and you know you even said you still do that yeah. today you know that's like one I really like doing because and... I think it's just it's part of that like giving spirit and that's something I like recommend to anyone who has the means to you know do that mm-hmm. to just take that you know 
chunk of money and set it aside to do that because it's the most fulfilling thing and like going shopping for them and like getting a friend to do it with you or like because I just went by myself last year but I remember I was vlogging it and I was like oh like I like I like did a haul of like what I got for the girl right um so that was cool and then um but then this year I told you how Griffin's gonna do one for a boy right and um because it's actually a listener and a subscriber Lauren um that works at a nonprofit here that their nonprofit kind of runs like the um the tinsel trail along river oh, Riverwalk yeah. with all the Christmas with all the trees. trees um and then they also do all of these that's where I get you know the kid that I'm right. sponsoring I guess right. for Christmas and you know she was one who told me you know there's not a lot of no one really goes for the older kids so keeping that in mind I guess for anyone who wants to start doing that or wants to try doing it definitely I would say pick an older kid because everyone thinks of the younger kids with like their toys they're not going to use the toys in three years from now so it's like those older kids kind of need like a lot of them need just like the most basic things like a toothbrush or like deodorant or a razor um that kind of thing but that yeah that's probably like one of my favorite things to do I mean yes you know it's it's always good and it's just a memorable experience and it puts things into perspective that it's not about all the stuff you know that you get or want for Christmas you know it is about like you said it is giving yeah you know you feel better about giving and um, we've always decorated our tree together when we lived in Tennessee we had real trees all the time and then it was like when we moved to Florida we ended up just starting to buy artificial trees. yeah because I mean but, you don't I don't really even yeah. know of where you could well, I mean, they have they don't have Christmas tree farms of like course. they have in Tennessee. <laughs> but I mean, you could go to like Home Depot, which is still fun yeah. picking out a tree. But we just tended to go the artificial yeah. route. Yeah, and, and like our ornaments are all they're like, all the kid made. Yeah, so still, like I yeah, our Christmas them. tree is not like the interior designer like cute tree. I like I mean, our tree is cute up. though. Like because all it is is like. The ornaments we made growing up as children, the ornaments we picked out, like a Cracker Barrel, like when Dad was working, and like well, and also all those. we used to, I used to always get you all an ornament yes. each year. So whatever you all were into, like you've got a Hello Kitty one, yeah. Zane has a Jimmy Neutron one, you know, I yeah, mean, and he like, has like Spider Man. I have like a um, I have like that ballerina princess one, right? Um, or it's ballerina Barbie, not right. princess. I don't know why I said that. Um, well, and it, yeah, so whatever it kind of related to what what that year was they didn't have about. that polar express the ticket right. the golden ticket so yeah so we always got you an ornament and then you know made an ornament and then you had the ones from school so that's what our tree is really made up of and i can't i mean i love beautifully decorated trees with all these real nice things and we do have you know some ornaments but like probably 90%. 12 yeah. would be like the real nice ornaments and other ones are you know, all from the ones up. that have like your but school it, picture. <laughs> like right, you do the little but they frames. tell a story. <laughs> they do. So it's like, and just like I was telling you yesterday when we were in Hobby Lobby, that you know, I mean, we we y'all always have trees in your bedrooms too. So yeah, like I little baby almost, trees. Yeah, and so I'd almost like the a tree, a smaller tree in our hallway. You know, maybe that become the tree of all the the kid ornaments or something I think it's fine though. and then or that one become the one that has all the, decorated, the, the decorative yeah. ones and then or you know the ones you go buy and then just keep I just can't give those up I mean I don't know I guess when I have grandkids <laughs> maybe yeah. then I would start changing them out I mean, with those <laughs> I have no idea but 
that to me is just it tells a story and so many memories it's like that's one of the best things about Christmas yeah and, and when we decorate like I always remember oh right gosh, you get to totally talk about us you get to um, talk about it and just yeah you're just like oh my gosh I forgot about this ornament and like right. there's always some that like just make us laugh um you know that we have and then um what was I gonna say I was thinking of I know we did um I have like a, the reindeer food yes you always did we, we always did cookies and then and milk and then carrots, carrots. <laughs> and you, you and Zane I, both of you have always been writers like um you've always written notes like um you know and I can remember the, the I remember the time when Zane said his note to Santa was he said he was going to leave his camera so Santa could take a picture of himself and oh that was God. before of course selfies even <laughs> came about and I think he was fishing for my reaction yes, because probably. he was like, do you think I could do that? And I was like, well, sure, if you want. And, you know, I was like, you know, maybe busy. I don't know what kind of time he has. <laughs> but it was so odd because inside it was just, it was killing me because I Aww. knew he was questioning it. And, and it was like he didn't write the letter. And that to me said... He knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was so that was that was a hard, you know, mama moment, I guess, you yeah. know. But and I just think, but I, we never it wasn't like we glorified Santa. I mean, because we talked to you all more about baby Jesus and the you know, and him, re, him receiving yeah. gifts. But yeah, just the traditional things. Okay, we had to take a brief break because Ella was um, trying to jump in our laps. <laughs> and But I was able to like listen back, and it sounds like the audio is like not the best. So we're leaning a little closer to the microphone now, so maybe you can hear both of us better. But anyways, yeah, I think um, – and I remember I – there was like a – I don't know when it started. It was probably like late elementary school, I would say. But I remember I would grab things from the house that we already had and put them in a gift bag for Santa. And put yes. it under the tree. And it's like, I want to give a gift to Santa. Right. Santa gives gifts to me. And I, right. I think I probably only did that for two or three years. But I, like, specifically remember one year. Because, like, the way my memory works is I have, like, I don't remember some things. But then there's other things where, like, the memory is literally so vivid. I feel like I'm there. Right. And one of them, one of those really vivid memories that I have is the reindeer food. And, like, sprinkling right. it in the yard with all the oats and the glitter. And then watching, like, the Santa tracker Whenever yes. we came inside and like getting so excited and then um I remember I would just like do cartwheels and like round offs and back handsprings and stuff in the yard like whenever right, I would throw the so excited. reindeer food and then I re- one of the other ones is specifically remembering doing the um gifts for Santa like for like two years or three right. years I and don't your know. Christmas village oh my gosh I forgot <laughs> you still have all forget. those but I mean they're packed we didn't put them out of course, actually, since you've been in college, we've minimized it. Yeah. But you have a village of all the houses. We would always go shopping for the little houses. And yep. sometimes we would just get them from the Dollar Tree. Yeah, the Dollar you Tree know, is amazing. You had most a, of mine were from the Dollar mo- Tree. Because most of yours were. Um, but we loved putting that. You really loved putting that. And you had the little snow. And then, you know, you just had the little village. And, of course, it just looked like a little Christmas town. Yeah. So we, we, that was No, that's, awesome. like, the best thing ever because – Basically, like, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, which I'm sure most people have probably seen one, but Grandpa, he had, like, it was literally, like, along their entire living room, and, like... Right, they built, like, a a table table for it, it. and they had, like, all these nice, like, exquisite 
Christmas like little houses and you would stick the little bulbs in them and then it would light them up and then you would put like white felt was it it wasn't felt it was well white. it was more like a little snow kind of like thing, a fake snow a, looking thing but then they had like a little ice skating rink they yeah, had like there's so many different pieces you can expensive. collect yes and like <laughs> they had very expensive ones and then I remember they got me a set for right. one Christmas. And, and some of yours lit up, but the, the Dollar some, Tree ones didn't. Only some ones, of the Dollar Tree ones did. Because some right. of them did, but some of them were just closed off on the bottom. Right. Um, it just kind of depended on the building or, like, what it was. But I had, like, there was, like, flower shops, candy shops, little yeah, houses, a, a newsstand. You know, like churches. a little, like a little town gazebo type yeah. thing. Yeah, and, like, I would always arrange, I would lay them out on my floor. <laughs> Gosh, my tiny freaking bedroom right. I don't even I can't believe I made room for it but well I sometimes we had it in the living room but sometimes you did have it in your room yeah because you wanted those lights on and too yes at in my night. room yeah and then we would have I've your always little... been a light girl like right because I'm know the same everyone way. always likes the little Christmas lights in the room now and everything right. like I've always loved and having it, some sort that's of the same with me cozy and, lights but you would have your little tree up too but um a funny memory is you and Zane, and this even went into middle school, that you all slept in the same room Christmas oh Eve. Gosh, right. And I'll tell you why I know it was still happening in middle school. Because when you all got your first smartphone, mm-hmm. it was the Sprint Hero. Yeah. Dad and I, y'all were asleep. I and this. I don't know how we pulled this off, but we set up your hero phones the htc hero yeah. and yes and we put them on zane's nightstand when y'all were asleep and we like my fear was always that y'all would wake up before me on christmas morning so this is squirrel but i always made you all come to get me because i always wanted to see your expression mm-hmm. when you saw the living room so i you know but then as far as the phone goes we were like we've got to do something so we set an alarm on both phones mm-hmm. and um and the song it was had called hero, it was hero. By skillet. Yeah. yeah yeah it was a skillet song hero and we set it the alarm so the alarm would play that song and I that's what that. woke y'all up but we had to set it so early because we wanted to make sure that you all wouldn't just wake up and see a phone yeah. sitting beside his bed so that oh, that was that. like the best but y'all even stayed in the same we, room that night mom we would literally i remember because Zane and i would both would have a really hard time falling asleep because we'd be so excited <laughs> it's kind of like that first day of school it's that same thing and like zane would get up at six a.m anyways i would sleep but right. like zane would get up at six but i remember we would play animal crossing on our ds or on the gamecube um we would just lay in bed and do that. Like, whenever we had DSs, we would do that. And then when it was the GameCube, we'd play the GameCube. And I remember on that those tiny TVs, we had, like, the little Santa tracker on. And, like, I remember I remember one. This is another vivid memory I have. Zane, like, woke up in the middle of the night. And he was like, Abby, I think I heard Santa. And I was like, what? Like, what would you hear? And then he was like, I just, I think I heard, like, someone in the hallway and, like, on the roof. And I was like, I think he, the door, like, opened. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was, like, freaking well, out. Well, I always told y'all from when y'all were really little, you can't get out of bed. You yeah. Know, if you hear anything. And, and we have to be asleep. You know, we have to. So, and y'all listened. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to worry about you, you know, sneaking in there ever. No. And, well, and know, I've always so, liked being surprised. That's never been an issue yeah, for me. You, I never look for like presents. Surprises. But then there's, like, Griffin who, like, he will. I'll go out of his way to like go through all of the presents for five children to find right, his right which is very different people but um <laughs> and it's funny because I think of um 
That's just so funny how we like slept in the same bed. That yeah, I you always wanted to, and I never even said that. That was something you yeah, know we were just like on your let's own. Let's do it. it yeah, was, that's funny. Yeah, I think it, we stopped doing that that year of the it hero. It was probably that year because y'all were probably by then. Well, that was before the. I think that was my seventh grade year because I remember the first iPhone. I think came out. Or maybe it was my sixth grade. See, uh, I think that's it was sixth grade. I remember because I know that I the first iPhone came out when I was in eighth grade. Okay. And um, before that, there were the iPod touches, but I didn't. I think I had the iPod Touch in seventh grade. I didn't have one in sixth grade. Okay. And then because I only had one for a year, whereas Zane had one. I think for a year or two before he got an right. actual. But those, I mean, those smartphones were so like. You could, we couldn't do anything on them. No. No. I mean, but like, I mean, well, they were smart at the time. Yeah, we were like, this is so cool. But, like, we couldn't do anything as in, like, like we could just text our friends and, like, call you guys or whatever. But, like, right. I remember not being able to, like, which we didn't really use Google or anything that no. much as middle schoolers. No, 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 but no, no. I remember every time I tried that to look something way, up, That would have been way – that was, like, pre-Facebook and all no, of fa- that, well, Facebook, right? No, we have Facebook. Oh, really? Well, I got Facebook hmm. in sixth grade against your – not against your what? will. You knew. No, because remember – Remember, I, like, begged you. I was like, you were like, Zane didn't have one until he was 13. And I was like, no, like, that's not fair. All my friends have one. And you just made me put your middle name in my name. Remember, it was, like, Abby, Jill, Aslan, because you were like, we can, like, both have. Like, it can be, like, ours or whatever. I don't right. know if it was I knew the, that I that monitored yours, but I didn't realize it was, you were that young. I think wow. I was, like, it had to have been sixth grade. Yeah. I think it was late sixth grade, though. I don't think it was, like. It was definitely not when I was in elementary school, but I know it was, like, before I was 13, because that was the problem, is that I was, like, I'm 12, I'm almost 13, or, like, I'm 11, <laughs> and I think I was 12, so I was just, like, crazy. what's one year going to do, but... It's crazy. And I but remember with... What were you going to say? I was just going to say, but, you know, with traditions, it's, it is sad when when kids start growing out of them, but then, you know, you can make new ones, and I just hope that the ones you all remember doing as kids that you really enjoyed that you will continue those like when y'all have kids oh, yeah, you course. know and of course you'll make your own but it, it is sad though when kids are kind of like yeah I don't want to do that anymore and you're kind of like what it's well, a see, tradition I, I remember I remember like sixth grade being in my critical thinking elective class mm-hmm. um like with my friends Taylor and um Elena and stuff like we were all in that class and I think Miss Husfeld that um that like taught us or whatever I think it was her and she like I remember I don't know why we were talking about like Santa and stuff I remember Taylor being like I I, like no Santa's real and like we were in sixth grade and like her and I were like yeah like Santa's real like sixth grade Well, (laughs) well because also it was like well you know I mean if you you believe, you know, and then, you know, with the Polar Express, oh, you got to yeah, believe that, y'all, that kind of hung and stuck with y'all. Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, if we don't believe, nothing's going to happen, you know. And like you were saying and the same with Cole yesterday, like he was. Bless his heart. <laughs> he was like four and he was, he just was pouting one day and I was like, baby, what is the matter? And he was like, I'm afraid I'm going to get cold for Christmas. <laughs> I was like, what on earth would make you think you're going to get cold? He heard it from somewhere. I don't, I mean, I don't know because but it was just funny. He was so worried. And he didn't even know what cold was. No, but he, just, he was like, this just isn't a good thing. He it was something bad. Yeah. And I think, so whenever we would get gifts, I remember y'all did, like, the way you did them. Because you said, I remember when we were really little, you did three things for the, 
The things from Santa were they weren't they always stuff for us to share? No, the things was from it? Santa we basically that's how we kind of tied in. Baby Jesus got three gifts. They brought three gifts, oh, you know, right, right. and then and so that's kind of what we did, and that's why we didn't glorify Santa so much. Um, another reason why we didn't is because when you stopped believing, you know, in Santa, we didn't want, you know, what I mean. Like like most of it came from from us mm-hmm. and so not that we lavished y'all with loads and loads no, yeah, and loads I mean, but was... I mean but you know you got your three and a tradition that that I read or that's something that I read as y'all got older and I was like man I wish I would have known this which I would kind of maybe even like to do now as I think it's a wonderful idea is like to get kids like something they want something they need something to wear and something to read yeah I remember you you saying that which basically you all got that every year but you did get more too but I mean to keep so that way you could keep it simplistic and I think then at that point you can do more giving for those in need yeah if you just kept it to those four things you know so I really I like that and I think that's wonderful I like that too and I've heard like a lot of for like one-year-olds um like when like whenever they're you know just babies at Christmas instead of like having the grandparents and stuff just like shower them with gifts I've had I've heard like no, give us money that we can put in their college fund, you know, because right. like, these toys are not going to last. Another thing is I, you know, that's, um, that's yeah. what's so crazy. It's like, like, obviously you're going to get your kids toys because like they have to have, right. you know, that interaction and like the stimulation, but it's like, it's so crazy to think about like how much money and like just the consumption of toys in general oh and gosh. how they get their grown out of. Well, and y'all but, I mean, had, it's the best memories, you know, it is like, the I think best of memories, everything but, I played with and I'm like. That was everything to me back right. then. But like Little's Pet Shop and like the Webkins and Tinker Toys and Right. All but that when kind of y'all stuff. were little, I would rotate your stuff. Because right. Because you never want so much to where they're overstimulated and then exactly. it's just like they have nothing to do and everything's just a mess. So I wrote, like I would put stuff in boxes and put it up high in your closet. That's like what that. And keep it up there um, for months and then just rotate. So then it yeah. was like you had new toys when you when I saw that you started getting bored with stuff, you know, and then just rotate it, you know. Yeah. And that's what that, um, the girl that has the two kids with the podcast that I've had you listen oh, really? to she does that because she studied I think like the developmental right or no family something studies right and so she learned about all that and that's what she, I've like I haven't watched her videos in a long time but I remember like when I whenever she first had her first kid and stuff she was talking about how like I'm rotating my toys and because, that's and I've done that with Zane yeah. like before you were even born because you know everybody like you said grandparents people yes you know in their birthdays and you know that you tend to have so many kids like you know family kids neighbor kids and you know it, mm-hmm. when they're real little and they get so much stuff so even when Zane was like two you know I rotated toys because he had way too many right I mean, you know it's it, it is it's crazy how much stuff people think and we think that we need yeah and you, you know do. and yeah. you don't yeah okay so transitioning that's like all of our a good chunk of our holiday traditions and stuff like that but um one question that was asked that a lot of people thumbsed up and liked was just how I balance my relationship with my mom um especially with being away at school and having so much on your plate 
Um, and this girl said that she found that her and her mom are like strangers now because they're so busy. Um, I will say that like I think once I like got into college um, my freshman year and like this is there's another question I think that asked about how our relationship changed. But for me, my freshman year, I wasn't very busy just because all I had was my schoolwork at the time. I really didn't have I wasn't like really hanging out with friends or anything like that. So like I just I talked to you a lot because I was like I don't have anyone else to talk to and Oh thanks. No, <laughs> not not like that, but like I'm kidding. I, that's what I think like if I would have been very busy and doing all these things with friends, I probably wouldn't have talked to you as right. much. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I wouldn't Well then, it's just them them yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that and then also just like I think realizing like once you leave like that's your first time like without you know having that having your parents with you all the time so then you're just like just to talk to them because you miss them and stuff but I think that now like balancing everything I'm so grateful that you know you're driving distance away for a weekend like it sucks because you like get here Friday night and then you're here Saturday and you leave Sunday morning but it's so great because I couldn't imagine like not being able to see you for an entire semester and then because right. like that. you know Griffin like he tip unless his parents happen to come which they've done that like once or twice but especially not now like with flying and everything you know they he only sees his parents you know right before he goes to school and then he sees them once he goes home for Thanksgiving or Christmas so I can't imagine that so I'm very fortunate that I can take those you know I can have those little chunks of weekends where I can like Make sure I get ahead on my work for the week so that I can enjoy my time with you while you're here. And, of course, you always ask, like, what weekend's good for me to come, what weekend right. shouldn't I come, like, that kind of thing. And I think that balancing it um, is just making sure you take time because, like, it's really easy to just, like, say, oh, I'll call them later. Oh, I'll FaceTime them later. But just, like, go ahead and do it because the amount of time, like, we spend on our phones anyways as is, like, those FaceTime calls and, like, just texting conversations – and talking on the phone is like little as they are or as little as they seem like in the grand scheme of things that's what keeps that relationship because if you're not communicating I mean of course the relationship's going to feel like strangers right so and, that, and that's I, all you can do if you're far away is right. communicate so you just have to rely on that and invest in that yes and like for me it's like I don't ever just want to call all the time I usually text and say can you talk because I know you're busy I know you know and and so it's like we talk we really text every day yeah I mean so it's good like you said to keep the communication going and then you know and just kind of knowing you know what our schedules are like you know when I have a busy week I know when you have a busy week and just different things and I think yeah just that you know even if it is just a text you know like just if you have you know five minutes between your classes like right take the time and just send a text to your mom and like the thing with me is like having so much on your plate like you sh- I mean like it's of course I'm I know more than anyone else like when you have so much on your plate and you start neglecting other things but one thing I never want to neglect is my relationship with the people like I love the most so it's like I don't think anyone should ever get so busy or put so many things on their plate to where they're neglecting those important relationships because those things that you're so busy with aren't gonna matter you know at the end of the day like you know you only have so many conversations with the people you love so get as many as you can in I guess is what I'm saying um so don't ever get yourself so busy which it's easy to just like kind of put it to the side and just be like I'll call later and like keep putting that off but at the end of the day like if you can take five minutes that's all it takes to just send a text and that will do plenty I feel like for keeping that 
relationship going. And I mean, our par- I think our parents like all understand that we're busy because our parents are busy and it's not right, something I that agree. you should stress about like, oh, they don't understand because I think they do. But I think when you just take that one, I mean, it really doesn't even take a minute to send a text. So mm-hmm. literally just, I feel, I think I've heard like Brooke Mischio, another girl that has a podcast, like she said, like literally all you have to do is like push a, like a few buttons with your thumbs. And that's the, <laughs> that is the effort it takes to like let right. someone know, you know, you're there, you care, whatever. Right. And of and course it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. And stuff like that too. Yeah. It's always good. So I think just making sure you're relying on that communication and keeping that communication strong because especially when you can't visit, that is literally all you have and that's all you can do. Right. So just prioritizing it and that doesn't mean you have to have a 30-minute phone call every night or every week even. Like just send a text every now and then and ask how they're doing and just talk, talk about your day. Okay, I had to take another Ella break. Um, she's so, like, I don't think they understand, but when my mom is here, Ella is a completely different dog. Um, because around my mom, she's kind of just like no rules, no problem. But it's not that I let her get no, away with everything. No, you don't let her. She just, it's... it's not, like, she just understands that you're always going to be someone to give her love. I'm at her I'm beck the per- Yes. <laughs> And I am the person that disciplines her. So, of course, like, when it's just me, she's not going to, like, act out and bark while I'm doing it. Like, because she knows, she knows my routine. Like, she can sit at my feet and play with her toys while I'm recording a podcast. Right. But with you, she, she is used to you petting her anytime she wants. Like, if right. she comes up to you, you're going to stop what you're doing to, like, love on her and pet her. Whereas for me, I'm like, okay, like, I'll pet you in a second. Like, I'm busy. Here's a toy. Because you couldn't do that. Yeah. Because, obviously. Right. So, it's like, when she's here, Ella gets really confused and frustrated when my mom isn't at her beck and call so that's when she starts whining and doing those things so we're having to like navigate that right now but anyways um there are like a lot of teachers I think and that listen to this podcast but um a lot of people wanted to hear your experience with teaching so far this school year like what it's been like how you're dealing with it um and everything like that because this girl is student starting student teaching in January and she's nervous with all the things changing so frequently because of COVID um so just talking about and then people built on that question and thought it would be cool for you to talk about how school is from your perspective as a teacher and how you think the students um are doing just with how with COVID is and everything well as far as the students now I teach little ones so I I teach first and second grade so I looped with my first graders um to second this year and which has been a lifesaver. Oh yeah. You know, because I already had a rapport with their parents. I have a, you know, strong relationship with the kids. And so that has saved me. And as far as anybody out there doing their first year teaching this year, my heart goes out to them because your first year teaching is survival mode, no matter what, because everything you learn you know, you're not taught how to deal with daily situations, daily behaviors, things that come up, you know, so, and all the paperwork and, you know, all the emails you get and have to keep up with, that alone, your first year, it puts you in survival mode. So, to be a first year teacher in this, I mean, it would have to be just extremely difficult because it has been... A very challenging year and I will say that you know I have a wonderful group of kids and 
because I already know their parents, I already had contact with their parents, you know, through the summer, you know, we use class dojo. So, you know, I messaged my parents all through when we stopped last year at Mm -hmm. spring break and never went back, you know, so, and then, you know, I knew that I was going to loop with them before our school year technically ended last year. And so my I was able to keep in contact with those parents pretty much through the summer. You know what I mean? So that was a very easy transition for me. But we have been face-to-face and live since school started. We were hoping to do the hybrid, like, Group A come Monday, Tuesday, everybody online Wednesday, and the school would be deep cleaned, and then... The group B would be Thursday, Friday. That's how, you know, our hope was. But, of course, our state didn't allow that. So we had to open up, open face-to-face. And doing that simultaneously with going live has been very difficult. You wouldn't think on the outside looking in, oh, well, how hard could it be? You know, you can just videotape, you know, all day or do the lessons but what people don't understand is things that happen like I go live daily and um, you know for reading and math and it's like you know different things come up you know pictures come up you know when we when we're testing and have to go to the computer lab when we have you know just anything we had this week we had Holiday pictures Mm -hmm. were taken. Um, We had a field trip actually come to our school, which was just wonderful because they were saying no field trips. And this retired teacher has like this like pull behind trailer that he has and and he does gem mining. And Mm. so the kids actually (laughs) got to go gem mining and it was fabulous. So the field trip came to us. So that was just amazing and our kids loved it. So like that changes your schedule. So all the things in a regular school day schedule that changes for whatever reason, when you have kids that are depending on, which is very frequently, usually daily, you know, for something. But, um, you know, um, for it, you know, to change the live time is hard. So like if you, you know, sometimes you're trying to have fillers, you know, because, you know, because you could actually start live early or you're running late. So it's constant, like just chaos, but it has gotten better, you know, um, but I cried a lot at the beginning of school and you know but again the constant that I had was those same kids yeah and I mean I do have a few new ones but you know my kids are fabulous you know I mean I really have a good group that works well together Mm -hmm. and knowing the parents up front has been amazing you know so that has really helped me and you have a student teacher right I do well I have a girl right now um, who's in college and she's taking her methods courses which 
I don't know if they're called methods now, but they were when I was in school. But um, it's just kind of like the um, different subject classes you take for elementary education the semester before you student teach. So she's with me now on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And so throughout this time, she will, you know, has to teach a lesson in every subject. And um, that has been great. You know, she's a great girl and, and she'll be an amazing teacher. And she actually gets to stay with me and my class for student teaching, which uh. that never happened a long time ago either. But I think in our area, they're starting to do that more. And so for student teachers, I think that is wonderful because oh, yeah. you get such you know so she's had she's having a semester of getting to know my kids getting to know their strengths and weaknesses who can work well together who probably needs to be separated you know she gets a a real good solid foundation of our routine Mm -hmm. and you know so she's not having to learn all of that stuff when she starts her student teaching so it's it's a good advantage you know so anybody out there that you know that can do that you know that the schools will allow it, you know. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't because you're setting that teacher up for success, mm-hmm. you know. And if there were, you know, if there are behavior problems or, you know, personality clashes or whatever, you know, you can really get a good yeah, sense of, of what you're doing, which I think, you know, will help as she takes over. You right, know, of and course. student teaches. Yeah, I think um... – that is really cool that they're able to like stay with you through student teaching and that's just good for them too I think to have the same like obviously different teachers offer different lessons and everything like as far as like pouring into like the person that's you know basically shadowing them but I think having that long-standing relationship is probably really really beneficial for the student teacher like for what they get out of you because I feel like they learn so much more whenever they get used to who they're under and like it's kind of like if I were to like shadow someone for like a full year you know somewhere and just right and as far as them having different experiences because of course you know she's not going to learn everything from me because I even learn things from her but like she's had to do you know like in teaching before you even start get it like into the teaching program you know um students have to go have all these observation hours Mm -hmm. and they do those in so many different classrooms so they get a snapshot of and get ideas from that too so they still get you know difference different things you know like um different ways of doing things and procedures and policies and you know, things they like. And I'm trying to show her, like, different classrooms in our school, like, because mm-hmm. I know kind of what she wants to do for her classroom. So I'm like, oh, you have – I got to go show you this girl's classroom, you <laughs> yeah. know, because she likes llamas. And we have a girl <laughs> that has her class decorated in llamas. So I was like, oh, we have to go see her room. So, That's funny. you know. But as far as the kids go, now, you know, I think that all this COVID and pandemic and the, you know, the guidelines – I think it's probably more challenging on the kids mm-hmm. for middle and high school mm-hmm. because, you know, kids are so resilient and they know that, like, we do have to wear masks 
when we're not um, social distanced, which my kids, I usually have tables, whereas this year I moved to desks, but they are far apart. They're not six feet apart because I would have to have a room the size of the school to have, you know, that. But I have a pretty big classroom. and Thankfully. Yeah. Right. And so my desks are, you know, they are probably, you know, four feet apart. And if they are sitting at their desks, um, they have to wear their mask. Um, I do have some flexible seating options, mm-hmm. and they just know that if they leave their desk, they have to have their mask on. So when we get in line, you know, when um, when they get up to go to the bathroom, which I have a bathroom in my room also, which is good, and, you know, they're we're constantly cleaning. And, you know, by do my have- computers, we ha- I have... I have huge things of sanitizer everywhere in my mm-hmm. room. So, like, before they get on the computer, they sanitize. They have their own headphones, you know. And so it's just... Do they have recess? Yes. And that that is kind of the crazy thing. I mean, it is good. I mean, good that they it have is, it. But, but it, not, it, it, yeah. yeah, because they are touching the equipment and stuff like that outside. But they are outside, you yeah, know, it's so, so hard because there's no it way, is perfect hard. way to navigate it. Is it. No, there is no perfect way. And with it way. being up to the states and honestly probably even the schools, I would say, it's probably on a school-by-school school basis. Or right, is it, and we follow this – well, we follow the CDC guidelines, which I would right. think that most do. Um, but, like, I know my sister's a speech pathologist at um, in South Georgia. Yeah. And they can't – even go outside right and that's what's and so, so crazy it's so different like right but yet then she says though they're all crammed in like dismissal <laughs> areas and it's just like kind of what is no sense, but I yeah. don't think anybody has I mean any plan is going to look good on paper right but you we know we've never done this it's before. life it's figuring right? it out and we're the best figuring way we can it out it. Yeah. all of us together you know and so you know, but but I do let my kids use the flexible seating, you know, options um, if, if they have a mask. You know, I just, you just have to be, you know, very careful. And, the, and you know, we started from day one like that. And, you know, so they're, they're real, they're you know. Yeah. yeah, the middle and high school, like, because I've told you, like, with my GA position, um, I, I initially, as the GA, I was going into the classrooms on Zoom, but then... It, after like two weeks of it, they were like, okay, the GAs don't need to go into the Zoom because it's just like too, it's too distracting to have like so many people come in different times, whatever. So like the teachers just needed to have, because for me, I would have had to go into each, like I have like 14 kids, like volunteers that mm-hmm. I oversee from UA that go into different teachers' cl- classrooms. And there's two or three per classroom and it's all via Zoom. Um, and the problem was, is like all of them would get into their Zoom and they'd stay in their Zoom with their teacher. I would be going in and out of every single one and the teachers ended up being like no that's way too to like distract right. them to constantly have someone leaving coming whatever yeah the kids are like who's that yeah who's seriously that? <laughs> so those first two weeks though whenever I was going into them before we had like a sit down like powwow and we we're like what do we need to change what do we need to keep doing whatever I was going in and it was just so sad because I think I told you you know there were kids just like with their hoods on head down um, right. literally laying in bed, like, you could just see their, you know, and I do over hear, right. it's just so sad, and, like, I just can't imagine, I don't know, just having, and we've had, we have, like, the community tutoring, too, which is just, like, all grades, and it's just kids who are doing the virtual learning that have, like, subjects that they struggle with, and they just need help with their specific homework, and right. that's hard, because it's, like, they have to have, 
if they're younger, you know, they have to, and even if they're not younger and they just don't have a computer, you know, they have to go travel to get a computer from the community center, mm-hmm. sit there, and they have to have someone take them there right. to get this extra help that they need, whereas they could normally just get this from their own right. teacher, That's you know? So hard. It's really hard. And, you know, right. And the best setup, you know, of course, all parents don't realize and understand this, but you know, they really need the structure at home that they would have at school because those kids that are, like, laying down, you know, I mean, if they're in their pajamas, that's fine. As long, right. you know, if they're focused, you they're know, you, you know, you pick your battles. But, but as far as, you know, they need as much structure because also in those Zooms, if someone is, you know, just kind of like, you know, doing whatever, because I've heard stories where kids are, you know, swinging on their bunk beds, you know, while the class is going on and how distracting is that, you know, like you said, you, you all popping in, you know, at least you weren't making a commotion. So these kids are making a commotion and getting attention, you know, it's, it is challenging. I think from a parent perspective and, you know, of course I'm not dealing with this right now, but I think for a parent perspective, it's harder for the younger ones that are doing this online because yes. the parents have to be so much more involved. Yes. And, you know, because, of course, older kids, you know, they can be on the computer on their own, whereas, you know, guidance is needed for the little ones. Right. So, you know, I mean, it, I, it is it I is worry about, like, their, it's, like, I mean, your kids are probably fine, but any schools that are, like, fully online, I think for those, and, like, the K2 levels I mean like they're reading and like I feel like all that's oh, just gonna hard. be so behind like because right. you just aren't getting that same well and the thing is everybody engagement. already is behind because I mean not everybody but I mean you know a big portion just because we missed the whole you know we missed a nine weeks of school you know and then we started late but you know we we well, are, then our kids too we are just, just meeting like, right you're right we had kids, a hurricane gosh. actually my group of kids right now have not had a full year of school because when they were in kindergarten it was was hurricane when they were in first grade it was covid now Now in second grade you know most of mine are face to face but this is their first full year but you know we're we're continuing to teach we're not going backwards and saying oh well they missed all this and like the good thing also with me looping is I know exactly where I stopped. Yes. I know exactly where my kids are. You know, mm-hmm. of course, they may have lost a little bit or gained a little bit in the summer, you know, those who continued working. and But I knew, you know, so much going into this year that has been like... A big help, yeah. Yes, I'm so thankful yeah. for that, you know. But, um, but again, I think for parents, it's probably more difficult having to spend that time with little ones and, and as... In middle school and high school kids, I just feel for, you know. Yeah. But then some of them thrive on it, you know. Mm-hmm. They they like being at home. They right. like having that independence. But socially, you know, I hope that they can still be involved in, you know, yeah. in other things, whether it's through church or sports or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, well, for the next question, um, this one was building off of earlier, just about how my relationship with you changed or didn't when I went to college in another state and how we maintained or didn't maintain communication. Um, So yeah, I kind of like already mentioned this just with maintaining communication, obviously like you try and visit once a semester, sometimes twice a semester if I'm lucky. Um, This semester you did twice. Yeah. Um, 
and then but I would normally come home more right. I would say seeing I've gone home I normally do go home once in the fall because of the race um the paddleboard race right. so and, and I have gone home, home for the holidays yes so then you normally come like at least once during that fall time spring I would say it's a little bit different because I usually I come no more in spring because then I have like the longer weekends yes and you know yeah so sometimes you don't have right because you're not out all the holidays that I am no so um yeah those visits help so much and like everything we already said about communication but I think with how our relationship changed I mean I think once I went to school I just we just got closer because it was like I don't know because I feel like in you've always said like in high school and middle school you know it's it like all about my friends and it, it was and you were so busy in school I mean like oh, in middle yeah. school you were doing gymnastics you were there 16 hours you know in addition 16 hours a week in addition to your weekly school schedule so you know we had our nights and weekends together when yeah. you were in middle school but then when you got in high school you know you were still doing volleyball and you know like all college then, classes so and right and you had a lot you had well, me hanging out with my friends was usually defined by studying with my friends like it right. wasn't always like yeah you, doing things yes and, but um but yeah and so you, and your friends are just so important I think at that age as long as you know we we kept communication open like I never had to worry and wonder you know I mean right I mean you know, I feel blessed in that sense, you know, that, I, I mean, I don't know. You I think when, in, in high school, I know, y'all always tried to do, we always tried to have, like, y'all made sure we, like, had, like, Sunday together, right. usually, and, like, right. we would, you know, maybe during the day, we would go do something if we had to, like, with someone else, but I feel like we always did something right. family-related, whether it was day. going on, like, a bike ride, or, like, going paddleboarding, or just, whatever, making dinner, and whatever right. all having dinner together because it wasn't always that all of us were even home right half the time so um I think that it changed in the sense of just like more so of I I'd say it transitioned more from being just like a mom figure to like a mom and a best friend figure is right. the transition I saw I think going into college right and I think I think that too and um yes yeah, so. and it's because I developed that experience of not having you around right because without like if I would have never if I would have just stayed home for school and never and I think we still would have had like the same but I don't think it would I would have ever had that realization moment of you know my mom's not always in the same house as me my mom's not always with me and it made me want to like develop that best friend relationship that we probably didn't really have as strongly or as much so of when I was in high school right well because also when your kids get in high school they tend to you know your parents aren't cool anymore and it's not that you aren't cool we just we (laughs) don't you don't want you want to spend your time with your friends and I get that and I and I always I mean I understood that I knew how valuable your time with your friends and that is important but as long as there is a healthy balance and because we had our days you know we carved out that family time Mm -hmm. in the week you know and so we kept that close and it's it's weird because also like as a mom like now with having both my kids gone and being an empty nester it's like I miss you all being little so much and but when I look back it's like I I love, there's so much that I love at every stage of y'all's life. Yeah. That it's like. That's unique to each stage. Right. Yeah. And that 
I, even though I miss us all being in the same house, I miss you all being little, but I love the relationship that I have with you all now. Yeah. Which like you, you wouldn't have when we were in high school or like, and I think for me, like with the, it developing into more of a best friend thing, it's more so of like, I, I don't know. I think like in high school, it was just, I think in general, I just didn't really talk to people about anything. And I think a big thing that just helped me with like just talking and like actually talking about like real things and things that matter and like that kind of thing was literally like me having my job like as a server like I don't I feel like that like helped a lot it's so weird that something as small as that for three months of my life no it's good completely it's always been hard to pull things out of you yeah you know you've always been and that was one thing that I always worried and I think I kind of like you have to talk and get it out but you but then I don't you know I never wanted to push you so much to where you would then just try to tell me things because you think that's what I want to hear like I never wanted it to get to that point so I let you have your own but but it was always hard pulling you know yeah. things out but that's but going back to like how you were when you were little you were like my little social toddler and you know like oh <laughs> you know ready to dive into anything whereas Zane was the one that was more reserved and would stay beside me and watch everything first where you were like let's go but then it was like it swapped I think we I, talked about that in the last yeah, one and yeah and I can't I cannot pinpoint when that happened, but then Zane kind of got, you know, I don't know. It was it was just different, you know. know. Yeah, because now Zane will talk to anybody, and I can remember with Zane, it was like public speaking. I was like, you need to take it in high school and do it dual enrolled, so you won't have to take it in college. Because I knew he did not (laughs) want to get up there and speak. Yeah, and but. But even though he was a great writer, he was a great speaker, he didn't want to. And he would have it all planned out, but when he got up there, he just didn't like it. But he ended up taking it in college, which was fine. But you were always, too, you were always a good speaker, and you you would talk like that to people about things just not about your internal feelings oh yeah it's like it's about myself I'm like (laughs) right I'm gonna dip out now (laughs) but then though you got to be so reserved that it was almost like I was like Abby you know because I can even remember you would sometimes wouldn't say hi to people in high school that I knew you knew in middle school and we would pass them somewhere and you just wouldn't talk and I'm like you know (laughs) Abby, it it may come across as rude, but it would just be like you were in just in your mind. But then when you served and you had to talk, like, because you never wanted to make phone calls or, you know what I mean? Like, you never wanted to do that. But then when you had to do it and you were forced to do it and your money depended on it, it did. It helped you tremendously. But honestly, I waited tables too. And I think every single person on the planet needs to needs to do that to understand what it's like to be a server yeah because until you have done it you don't realize because I always give the server the benefit of the doubt yeah. as long as you know they're just not downright rude but right even if they're downright rude I'm still, <laughs> still gonna give them yeah I mean at I'll least give 15 them yeah 15% if they're rude to me 20 standard but I'll always but yeah. give 20 I mean I wouldn't give less than 20 
ever. Same. Unless they really probably started calling me names or something. Yeah, or, like you know, spitting in your and, face. Or, right. <laughs> and you're still giving 15 But I mean, then. I think everybody needs that because you do not see that side. There's so many and, lessons. Like, aside from that, if you're someone who just, like me, struggles with doing everyday things that you kind of have to do as an adult, like scheduling a dentist appointment over the phone. That just used to give me so much anxiety. I don't know why. And I wanted you to do and it, it still even though does I could in do a way. it for yes. you. But I, I, got, I was trying to push it towards you and say, Abby, why don't you call? Why don't you call? Because I wanted to try to break Oh, I just that. hate it. It, it. I don't know why. I would just like think too hard about it. And same thing, I mean, like if you're just someone who struggles with having those small talk conversations literally just be a server even if it's just for a summer like that's all you need right even yeah because and the summer is perfect too and it just kind of gets you out of your comfort zone but and it's something good about a server too is you know when I did it I can remember and same with you you know you always have especially like for the summertime you always have daily cash you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. a little bit on you you know if you need it and then and when you leave a serving job, you leave it. It's yes, not like something yes. you're going to dwell on once you go home. Right. You know, you leave it. It's, you know, it's mindlessness that, you, or, you know, you don't have to put thought. I mean, yes, when you're there, you do. And yes, it can be stressful when you get busy or something goes wrong. But, you know, it, it's all about being kind, you know, yeah. and just seeing that. And if, and if something does go wrong and you can explain, you can talk your way out of that, you mm-hmm. know. And But I think every single person on the planet needs to serve. Yeah. Sometime in their life, they need to do it. Like you said, short term, summertime, yes. Because you need to put yourself in that person's shoes so you can truly empathize with what they deal with on a daily yeah. basis. Because yeah. And then have you ever seen... Um, like the, like a little quote or meme that kind of says, you know, if you, you know, like if you were dating someone and they can't and they're rude to the yeah. server, oh my gosh. That's a telltelling sign. <laughs> That's yeah. like a red flag, yeah. you know, because you, you know, I mean, you don't Why? know their story. Like, yeah. You don't know, you know, just be kind. I mean. It's you, not that hard. You know, right. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, for the next question, we have... Um, for those who don't have a relationship with their mom for whatever reason, what's your advice for navigating the moments when you really miss and need your mom? This is more so of a question for me, um, I guess, but it's kind of hard for me to answer because I just don't know what that's like. Well, it is hard because we can't empathize. Yeah, like my I, as mom much as I want to say, like, and I have a relationship with her. Well, how would you, you say, like, with grandpa, like, when the moments when you like really miss and like you wish? Yeah, because he's how do you not, navigate that? Like, it is hard. You know, it, it is really hard because sometimes I just want to hear his voice. But, you know, I think, and again, I can't empathize and my heart goes out to you if you don't have that relationship for whatever reason. You know, yeah. my dad is no longer living, but, you know, if it, if you're estranged from them or whatever, or just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. I mean, I guess really the only advice I can give, and I'm sorry, but that it it's... I can't put myself in your shoes, but the only thing I can say is, like, really try to have a close-knit, strong support system, whether it's with a friend's parent or someone older. It could even be a neighbor or some, you know, maybe even, you know, an aunt. Someone you work with, you know. I mean, because, you know, you tend to always flock to have friends of people around your own age, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you can gain so much wisdom by 
knowing somebody older. I think of our neighbors, Brandon and Ella, like they're not, y'all aren't that much older than them, but I feel like they've probably, y'all being friends with them just as neighbors, Mm -hmm. I feel like they probably learn so much just because we're out of the house and they're having, they have really young kids. So I think of that when you say that. But I feel like I've known them forever. I just love them. But, but yes. So if you have friends that are like a generation older than you, I mean, you know, keep in touch with them. And and like you said, whether you meet them through work, through church, have to be hanging out some kind of conversation oh yeah right. just somebody in conversation you know a neighbor I can remember in Publix one time I this guy um um older man kind of just asked me a question we were look we, I was we were both getting fruit and I'm telling <laughs> you I ended up talking to him for like 30 minutes in Publix I mean <laughs> I knew his pretty much life story and when I left that day I was like you know I wish I could talk to that man again. You know, just like whether it's over, you know, like I'm not a I'm not a coffee drinker. That's probably like (laughs) to everybody, but I'm not a coffee drinker, but I mean I like hot teas and teas, but I mean, you know, to somebody to sit and just talk with. I mean, in somebody in a different generation. So whether you meet that person at work, church, neighbor, school, you know, it could even be a professor for those, you know, just anybody that you you can gain so much wisdom of knowing somebody and their life and just how life was for them so if you're not close just to have somebody and it doesn't have to be somebody that would be your parents age but again if it's not one of your friends that are your age that are going through the same experience you need friends that are going through you know a different stage of their life because they need you as As much as as you need them and I you think know, so that's probably the best advice I could yeah, give. Yeah, and, it, and it's not necessarily like replacing that parental relationship. Oh, it's more no. so of just you're not aiming to replace it. it. You're aiming to have those conversations that you're not able to have, like when you need them, right. that kind of thing. And like whenever they need you as well, and, like you right. said. And you will find that you will gain, you know, so much out of that too. Right. And like, and they will gain it. Yeah, you both are. It's gonna go. It's gonna be a two way street because you know it, it's just. I don't know. I think that is Absolutely. that is the one thing you need to make sure you have. Yeah. Um. Next question is just mom advice for handling how, with COVID, a lot of the grief of losing experiences in college and I guess even high school, as a student. Um. Just any advice or like mom talk you have in regard to that, just with not being able to do the things that. We typically look forward to all of college or like all of high school. You look forward to your proms for anybody who didn't get to do that. Right. And I know like locally our proms that some of them had them in the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they were made sure they were social distanced. And, and, you know, I think, you know, through our time with COVID, you know, I think, you know, I know that like this football season hasn't been, you know, especially, you know, like for you, you know, you're not able to do those college things and you're probably not able to, you know, go to these large gatherings that you're used to going to Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then some, some students aren't even able to sit in class, you know, but I think it's a good time, you know, like to, um, to be outside and, you know, like when I think when we were in Albuquerque with the first part of the quarantine and how you and I, cause I, I was doing that hip hop class yeah, and then the girls started doing it like on like a, like a Facebook live. Yeah. And so you and I were doing those dances, you know, just yeah. to work out and, you know, so like really being outside and trying to, 
you know, take care of yourself, you know. Because you typically wouldn't. Right. You'd be so because focused on what's so going on. you're so busy and, and have to get here, have to get there. Oh, I want to go out. I want to do this. I want to do that, you know, for one. You know, I'm, I guess I'm trying to look at the positives. Like, you know, we weren't, we weren't, you know, we really weren't spending a whole lot of money. Well, I guess I don't know because then you have Amazon. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but we weren't, you know, like we were able to exercise more and get out. And, you know, and I think being outside, you know, that helps you physically, mentally, and spiritually, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, whether it's, um, you know, if, if you are part of a small group, you know, um, you can do it you know, through Zoom or whatever. And then as far as, you know, college experiences, not being able to be in big groups, you know, if you can meet and be somewhere outside. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we took our, like I had some friends and when we were doing this through this pandemic, we would, just so we could kind of keep in touch, you know, we would all get um bring our lunch to like a picnic area and we would just sit spaced apart and eat you know and I know a lot of people has done that but as far as you you know your typical college experiences or high school I you know I know now football games are going on at schools and um like in high schools and I think they're just kind of trying to make them you know wear masks or be socially distanced and you I know, think big, hopefully, I mean, in graduation, I know graduation was hard for you because for the longest time, you didn't even know if you were going to get to yeah. walk. And yeah. so that was hard to me. But, you know, I I couldn't have been more impressed with the way your graduation was. Oh, I know. And, and I think then, just like the biggest thing, like you said, like looking at the positives, it's important to just like not like just change your perspective and stop looking at everything you're missing and just look at everything you've gained. Right. And, and that, that you can every do single person on the planet is dealing with it. Yeah. Not just you, not just and your it's family, of your control. not with your school. Yeah, so. we can't control it, so why stress over it? I mean, yeah. that's a kind of a flippant thing to say at yeah. times because no, you're like, <laughs> you know, but it is out of your circle it of control. Is. So yeah. if you try to control it, it's only going to stress you out. Yeah, you know? so there's no so point in... There's no point of letting it steal your joy, you know, but you've got to just try to find different things. And, you know, recently what I just heard what we are doing in our um, town is they had in one part of our town drive-in movies are coming back yeah and so it's kind of cool cool. I mean when I think about that like when grandma hears that because that's what (laughs) grandma you know what I mean like that's how they went to theaters so you know I I think some you know try and like you said focus on that positive and and just do what you can a lot of people said oh I've learned a new language being confined you know so um, and I haven't been that disciplined, um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you can find the good in it. It is hard, but just knowing, look, everybody's going through this. This is a worldwide thing and not just me and my town, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, you know, it will get, it will get better. And hopefully I hope it's gotten better for all of you listening, yeah, you know, I know, in ways. Okay. So, um, gosh we've been talking for forever but this oh, one sorry. no it's okay I, I just like looked at the time on it and I was like oh my gosh um so we might we might end up skipping a few questions so I'm sorry if you're saying gay answer but if you really want to answer you can like tag my mom in the <laughs> podcast Facebook group because she's in it so if you really want to hear from her just tag Stephanie Aslan but anyways um advice you wish you knew when you were in your 20s 
for like career finances relationships and friendships okay um i'll start with friendships you know um it's good you know of course to be kind to everybody and have a lot of friends but as far as keeping your circle you know keeping it with people that you know you can trust you know and um because friends do come and go but you know everybody is placed in your life for a reason whether it's you know a season of your life or for lifelong you know so um but really focus on those few people that you know you know you can trust and you do need that small group and you need a strong small group you know someone who's going to cheer you on and not stab you in the back you know yeah um and then um finances oh you know if I knew in my 20s what I know now you know just save and even though you in your 20s you're so far from retirement because right now you're you're just looking at finishing school mm-hmm. and you haven't started your career yet but you do very well with your finances and Zane does very well with his and that's that's great because you all are so much better than what I was in my 20s that's probably the biggest lesson is you know, I just thought, oh, I have plenty of time to save. I have plenty of time to save. I have Do you think that was like save. a generational thing? It may I have feel been like a all of y'all are like that. Oh yeah, that. I mean, like, no one like y'all didn't think we, about. Yeah, the eighties. No, we 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 lived in the moment. You know, I mean, it I was wish. Like, <laughs> no, we're all like career, career. Like, what's the rest of my right. life? You are. You are pros so cons much to more it. stressed out about. You know, like. Y'all just took the days as they came. We took the days as they came, and if we wanted to go blow our money, we went and blew our money. (laughs) You know, we didn't have that. There's beauty in that, but it's also terrible. It is, but there's a fine line. But, like, I was on one end of the continuum where sometimes I see you stressed out and you're completely on the other side. You need a happy medium. Yes. But always, always save because, you know, if you can – say you know put away a little bit it's going to help you so much more later because your dad and I have to put away now more because of the way we were of course you know and it's hard you know we're not I mean I'm a teacher yeah so I mean we're not you know I'm definitely not in that for the money and so um and I no one can be in that for the money you have to love what you do yeah but I mean but you definitely need to do finances early and I think that I and I'm not saying this bad on on my on my parents but it's kind of like I don't ever remember like having like a class or like even learning from my parents but I think both of my parents were spenders, are spenders too. Mm-hmm. So I never really saw. When it was hard because they never, I mean, with them being divorced, you wouldn't ever, it would be up to them individually, I feel like, you right. know, to right. have that conversation, not something you would, because that's, I feel like, something you would typically think to bring that up as a couple, I would say. Right. And I so don't I don't think that I had a good foundation of it from the beginning again I'm not casting blame because I've heard plenty you know save 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 you always have the people that are coming you know to your work you know I mean for mutual funds and retirement everything you know and of course at that time I was like yeah I have plenty of time to do that (laughs) you know so yeah no you don't have plenty of time so that's the biggest lesson but I think like 
with finances, you say you didn't have a class. We didn't have a class either. I mean, that's I we need and, like a just foundational personal finance 101 in like high school right and or it just needs to be required in college and, and, by, for every single person in college not because we just jump into business finance right which is corporate finance right we don't even take an individual unless you specialize in that isn't that ridiculous it is i mean and i think and, and see and that's another thing with schools now is they're saying bring back those trades in high school yes because College is not for no, everybody. No, no, not and at all. We need we in we trade, need the, the we're always going to need them. It's better a lot, even better than education at times. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because like, now so, it's like a bachelor's degree is like right. get a master. Sorry, and, like well, and just the experience, and you know, and so if you don't have those experiences, and like, and again, to social media now, there's so much more out there. You when can, I was growing up, it was like what you learned in your from circle. school, yeah. or from your parents, or from your circle, mm-hmm. like you said, so or from your relatives. You had such a small, so you, that, you know, that's like the generational things that happen, whereas now you see I can learn anything I want at any time. Yeah, and, yeah. and you all have more minds of your own, yes. which a lot, you know, just like people being divided within their family of the way they believe about things, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much more knowledge out yes. there, you know, you know, and the media does a horrible job, but I mean, but there's still a wealth of knowledge, whether it be through the internet, reading right. books, you know, you know, you're hearing from so much more than that little, you know, bubble that that generations way before grew up in. You yeah. know, because you yeah. only knew what was in your bubble. Well, now there is no bubble. Exactly. You know, so that's a big change, you know, yeah. and people, and I, and I know it's hard, too, for kids your age that do think differently from their parents, you know, based on education, you know, or their goals Mm -hmm. and, you know, their wants, their needs. Now it's like because there's so much out there and so much knowledge, there are more differing. It's not going to be this family that's going to keep thinking the same, believing the same, acting the same, (laughs) doing the same, you know, because... It's so individualized. And experiencing the same. For me, it's just like... If it's a conversation that I think needs, because there are some things, like financially, some things people just like, you know, they're not changing their mind. But I think that there are some things that you can pour into someone with love and respect. Like there's right. a difference in like sitting there trying to talk down to somebody and like belittling the way they think. But I, for me, I'm like, okay, how can I talk to this person and broaden their perspective? Right. And how can I put them in someone else's shoes? How can I show them all of this and tell them all of this out of love? Because it always is out of love for me because it's like I'm having this conversation with you because I want you to understand and see what I see and I want I want to be able to do the same with you like right and if you think about this like generations ago like you were oh you always heard two things you don't discuss outside of your family is politics and religion okay that's crazy so if you can't if people grew up thinking that you know, do not discuss politics, do not discuss religion. I mean, you don't have a voice. No. So now with people having That's voices. That's the beauty we have, those voices. That is the beauty we have. And and everybody has 
their right, their freedom of speech, their right to believe, and and they need to have their voice and think on their own. So I think sometimes with these families that are that are divided like that, you know, maybe somebody in that family was taught that don't don't talk politics or don't talk religion, you know, because and they expect everybody in their family or their circle to believe exactly the way that they do and the and the whole thing is is just having respect i mean respect is is just so huge you know and you have to respectfully disagree and you can't be so close-minded you know as a parent or a child you can't be so close-minded or friends whatever you know neighbors that you can't see how they believe because your experiences have been different. Right. I think that was in one of your podcasts about, you know, like, you know, you've got to find your own way, you know, yeah. and everybody's way is based on experiences. So how can you judge someone because right. you're not going through? And that's my thing. Did. I just and, always, you know, attempt to understand everyone and something about being a very empathetic person. I can detach myself from myself and I can literally like, I'm, I'm very good at putting myself in other people's shoes, I would right. say. So I'm someone that, because I can do that, for people that are more closed-minded and I see that flaw in their thinking, I'm like, okay, let me do what I do with my mind. So mm-hmm. that, like, not necessarily force it on them, but, like, right. just be like, I think that, you know, th- this way that you think might be a little bit flawed just because of your lack of perspective right. from, you know, not necessarily out of pure ignorance in the sense that they just haven't experienced it for things you know that they just may not see that I see that I want them to see it's like let me do all I can to pour into them with love and respect to get them to see another perspective because if I don't who will and also just like I think it's important to have you know with with a lot of things like just like foundational just like rights and everything I think those conversations are so important to have with those people who do see it more closed-minded because it's like those are just basic human fundamental rights like equal opportunity and equal you know just everything like that I'm like okay how how can I just like to anybody who is closed-minded that I may know in my life having I don't think the healthy I guess what I'm trying to get at the healthy thing to do is not to just say we don't think the same on this I'm cutting you out right the healthy thing in my opinion is to say let me show you what I see and talk to you about what I see respectfully out of love because I want you to see it better and I want you to experience that. Right. And that's how closed minded people can become more open minded. Yes. When they because that may be why they are so close-minded because they put everybody out of their lives or don't want to hear it, put their hand up in front of them, you know, and they don't want to hear it. But it, the more that they heard different perspectives, the more understanding they might be. Because in my mind, if someone doesn't see eye to eye with me on something, I'm wanting to, you know, have that conversation with them because... Instead of dismissing them. Yes, because it's like, that's what's going to make them grow at the right. end of the day and change. Right. Not me saying, you don't think the same as me, bye. Right. Me sitting there pouring into them with love and respect. I just don't think that the thing to do is to cancel people or push them out or whatever because everyone has that room to change and grow from other people's perspectives and experiences. So I don't know. I think that the right thing to do, because not only does it strengthen your opinion and your ability to have those conversations, it will help them. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it goes both ways. Um, that was like such a long winded tangent on it but I answered that other question so the last thing the relationships think something you wish you knew um 
relationship was. Well, you know, um, you know, don't waste your time on someone you don't see a future with. And that's not to say, oh, well, I'm not going to go out on a date with this guy because I know I don't have a future with him. Because, of course, you want to have fun. But I'm, I mean, like, a lengthy, long Right. <laughs> and someone, again, like going back to that little restaurant thing, you know, you have in your mind, you know, like your little, like, checkoff list of what these the person you want to spend your life with, you know, that you want, you know. And so, you know, if someone is not meeting one of your non-negotiables, that's what I mean. Don't waste your time yeah. on that, knowing, you know. And don't try then to talk just, yourself into right. writing it off. <laughs> and don't lose yourself for someone else. Right. Because someone else is going to, you know, when you, when you they were attracted to you and you spending time with them, they were attracted to who you are, mm-hmm. you know, so don't change, don't be a crutch for someone, and, you know, I mean, to think that you need to change for someone else. Yeah. Because you don't, because, yeah. and, and then in relationship too, it's, it's so hard because it is the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, mm-hmm. all the time, and you're always going to go through it, so, you know, just knowing I guess and that's why I guess I say you know and everybody says you know you'd only want to be in your 20s again if you knew what you know now yeah like you, you wouldn't know? go back and do it the same exact way <laughs> no just you know of course you just like do you all can life. probably yeah. look at high school and be like okay I would have done this this and this different yeah, right, you right. know but I mean so just you know stay true to yourself I think and know and you know, enjoy your time with people, but don't, don't be in a relationship that's going nowhere that you know is not good just for the sake, because of being with somebody or being in a relationship. Right. You know, you can, I mean, that would be the biggest advice. And the next question is just about, um, how you felt like with Griffin and I moving together, moving in, moving together, moving in together and while we were like in college. Well, I trust your decisions. You're an adult and you can make your own decisions and I know how you two feel about each other. I know you talk about your future and I mean, I moved in with your dad before we got married. So, you know, I just have to leave your decision making up to you. Yeah, and And, um, we're going to say something else. Well, I was just going to say, and I respect your decision. I know that, you know, you believe in your relationship. Yeah. We know his family um, well, and I trust him. And And I wouldn't just, like, do it soon off with, like, anybody. You know what I mean? And I know that. That's why I know a lot of thought went into it. And, you know, even just as from a roommate perspective, you know. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily like a you know a lot of thoughts should go into roommates if if you have that luxury of picking a roommate but because it can literally make or break your where you are supposed to be the most like unwinded and like you need to make sure you're like living with someone whether it's you know your significant other or not that's not something a decision you should just take lightly like it's someone you were literally living with right Um, and you're working together Yes, and And I remember, you know, you told me, like, when we, when I said that we were, like, looking at places together, because, like, um, 
we probably would have like still lived together with me being in grad school but I think our senior year if Macy would have stayed I don't know if we would have necessarily moved in then because I would have still had Macy and we just would have stayed in the same place right but um I think it probably would have you know obviously inevitably happened um when we first start working wherever you know with going to Houston and then like obviously now in grad school but um I remember you saying like whenever we started like looking like touring places you know you have to understand that this is like a big commitment and it's a big right. decision and you can't just walking away is not an answer right. really I mean obviously like there's things that you know happen sometimes where it's like okay yes you would need to like get out of a relationship but right. in general with arguments and things like that you can't just walk away like you, you have, have to work through it right and you have your own space and, yes you know, that helps so a lot yeah right. I would it's recommend that to anyone that is able to because I know like obviously it's more expensive to well really if the way you're split because like I mean we just split our rent down the middle if you're doing that with someone it actually is obviously it would be cheaper to do a one-bedroom situation but like it's so much better just spending that for me it's worth having spending that extra money to have separate space for us and that's been such a helpful transition to living together because we can go in separate areas when it's needed I think if we if I have my desk inside like the living room or inside like the bedroom or whatever and it was a one bed that would be so bad I think for one my productivity because I recognized that when I was living you know with Macy like with a roommate and I had my desk right next to my bed I recognized this is a terrible working situation for me I'm awful at it so I always studied elsewhere and then like same thing with now it's like I wouldn't get anything done if you know and we would be so in each other's way I feel right. like and obviously like we'll have to transition into that because but I mean, even when we we're planning on moving to Houston, we're planning on finding somewhere that has a separate den space or an additional bedroom. Like we're willing to, you know, compromise maybe a few like things that we would usually like if it means we can get that separate space for when we need it. So right. um, it That's does important. really helpful. Yeah, right. and that does that is really helpful with the transition. But but I know that you, like I said, you put thought into it. You didn't just decide on a whim we discussed it in detail and yeah you know yeah so that helps out for sure make your own decisions yeah I respect that and you have a good head on your shoulders shoulders (laughs) shoulders Shoulders. Shoulders. (laughs) yeah and I mean it's obviously like I'm very grateful to have like a parent that thinks that way about it because you know like some people are like okay just because you're 20 21 22 however old you are that doesn't mean you can make decisions for yourself you know so I'm grateful that you are that way and that y'all um, respected that. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this very long podcast. Um, and thank you, Mom, for coming on again. Thank you. It's always so fun when she's on. And like I said, if any of y'all have any questions for her, like related to teaching or anything she talked about in general, or if you just need motherly advice, um, I'm sure she can. She'd love to take a few minutes to sure. answer. So you can just, I don't know, I'm putting on the spot. Like, yeah, you'll do it. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> you fine. can, um, can tag her in the Gen Z Girl podcast. It's just the typical spelling of Stephanie. And then you all know how to, well, you probably don't know how to spell my last name, but you can look at it in the group. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening.